This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. There are no rules on this trip, remember? We're just heading for the Pacific, and there ain't no plan. Who knows where we're going to be? I know where we're going to be. Dudley hooked me up. Check out this thing. It's a GPS in my phone now. Look at that thing. Let me see that. Yeah. Cool. Look at that. What do you? What'd you do that for? For the good of the trip. You don't need a GPS to discover America. You need a bike and you need the road. Okay? Freedom. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Good morning and welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show this morning. And again, I'm just a quick reminder, this is a call-in show. We're going to have a lot of, uh, we're going to hit on a lot of subjects this morning. A lot of them is going to be the practical stuff and kind of questions that you have had in your mind during the repair process and getting my car fixed and that kind of thing. We're going to just sort of throw a lot of things out there and have a lot of discussions. And if it stirs some questions on your part, we hope you'll give us a call and the call uh, say here to call us, just call us at 866-348-7884. And this morning also in the studio with me, in which Darren is out of breath when he come through the door from <laughs> Burlington. I think he called me early and said he had uh, dog issues, and but he's here with us. And Darren, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just made it just in time. I <laughs> uh, had some issues with, with my with my dog, but uh, uh, she's doing all right now. So that's that's the good thing. So, but uh uh, yeah, I own um, a company called Colors Edge. We have uh, about nine locations scattered throughout uh, North Carolina and southern uh, Southern Virginia. We deal with PPG Automotive Paint. Uh, we also deal with PPG Industrial Paint, so we deal with some manufacturers also. But uh, um, we've been in business since about 2004, and uh, we're... I think it's what, about 16 years now. Time is just wow. flying by. <laughs> when you say that, it uh, I've seen that ride, and it kind of does. Time does fly. It's hard to... Hard to believe when you say 16 years. It makes me, I want to work and only be 17 years old. And that'd be, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this morning, if you notice, when you turn tuned in, Robbie is not with us this morning. He is taking his daughter to, to college this morning, dropping her off. And when I talked to Robbie this week and he talked about taking her down and getting her unloaded and set up for school and all that, it kind of brought up some memories of my own. been a few years since I've dropped my daughter off at school. And one of the things that I was thinking at that time is I was talking to him, and then also it's kind of weird. Uh, somebody who's going to be on the next pro, or supposed to be on the next program, Derek Mashamande, who's also dropping his daughter off and didn't know they gave him a schedule, and so his time to do it was this morning. So, hmm. however, all of that being said, I thought you know when when I did that, there was no coronavirus. There was uh, not nearly the social unrest that's going on in this country now. And I thought, man, I would just just it just kind of made me kind of just pause for a moment and just think you know what dropping your daughter or son or child off at college what a time of you know just just concern for them Mm -hmm. and well when I dropped Taylor off at and this is something I've always said and 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 
mentioned it many, many times on, on the radio and people coming into the shop. And by the way, I'm Jerry Mathis at Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, the Christian body shop guy. <laughs> and so many times people will come in and stuff and I'll have conversations with them about dropping off their kids and stuff. But it goes back to something I've always said, and that is that when you're in a crisis, it no matter if your car's broke down, you need a, you have a flat tire, keys are locked, you've been in an accident, it's always good to know who to call. And that's what I always say. You know, it doesn't have to be raised body shop and record service. Just know somebody that you feel comfortable and that's, you know, the best way to have it is somebody that's close to where you live so you're not having your vehicle transported all over the county or the city. And also somebody that you've got somewhat of a relationship built with. So I always say, you know, try to have in the glove box and make sure your wife and your, your kids all know, you know what, if you need roadside assistance or something, the card is right here or there's a pamphlet in here. Call them because one thing it's going to do, it's going to get you somebody that you're familiar with and is familiar with you. The other thing is it's probably going to save you some money because if it just is a rotation call, traditionally they're a little higher just because of the format that they have to follow as far as that goes. So it's going to save you money and a whole lot of aggravation moving forward. Well, all that being said, when I go back to thinking about dropping Taylor off at Liberty University, Darren, what do you think about Liberty University? Darren's a Liberty man. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Liberty grad guy, and uh, yeah, I love that school. It uh, definitely has changed over the years. Uh, when I was there, they didn't have half the stuff that they have now, and uh, it's just amazing how, how great and how uh, expansive that, that university has grown over the years. It's, it's actually been exciting to watch. Yes, it has, and and the other piece of that is, you know, it's uh, kids are going there, and 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 so many times you're going to college and stuff, you're not really sure what they're 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 being fed or what they're you know what what they're being taught, and the the whole angle of what society is and stuff in there, you know that it's sort of Christian based, and 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 it's pretty awesome. And plus, Liberty, what I really liked about it was. It's a big college atmosphere as far as the, the sports and the activities and all that stuff. So, but all that being said, dropped Taylor off at Liberty and the first couple of weeks going up because she was a cheerleader, I had to go real early and be there weeks before school started. But one of the first things I did was started looking for somewhere that I could make sure that she went in the door with me and we talked to somebody at a either a body shop or repair center mechanical shop or tire shop or somebody that i felt comfortable with that when she was up there if she had a flat tire whatever it may be she knew that there was somebody she could go to that i knew and that she knew and they knew her and so they had that comfort about that and I'll tell you what darren it's a ppg shop what is it sandorf's uh, think it's uh, right drops, to, yeah. yeah yeah right there on the ca- right on the edge of the campus yep so when i started looking obviously <laughs> boom that was right there and i really felt comfortable about that i went in talked to them and really liked their 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 demeanor and, and also just the way they did business and the facilities and stuff and lo and behold within three weeks of her being on campus okay taylor has a little bit of me and her her trunk <laughs> was over full stuff full and she couldn't get it to shut and it messed up the lock uh, so yeah. she was called me panicking. I mean, it's on, a, and it was a day of weekend. It was on a rain, and she didn't know what to do. I said, "Remember, go down to the shop down there." And I told her who to ask for. She went in, and of course, if you ever done that before, you know it's just tripping that lock and resetting it. Did it? Got her trunk to shut, and she was on her way. And then over the course of time, over the next four years, 
she ended up having to stop by there a couple times for either tire was low or something like that. But but the point of that is it was somewhere that she felt comfortable and I knew they were taking care of her, not taking advantage of her. Mm. And that's that's peace of mind. It is for me. <laughs> and I was grateful for that. And I just encourage everybody, if you're dropping kids off or if you're sending kids off to a workplace outside of where they're used to being around you and you've always been the one to sort of guide them through that, kind of help them get established somewhere with some kind of connection because it'll – one thing, it'll save you a lot of worry and concerns, but also most likely it'll save you a lot of money also. And that's something to always kind of, in this day and time, to always factor in. This morning, um, you know, I just pray that, that Robbie has a great trip and, and, and everything gets settled in real well. But also one of the things this morning I would like to make sure we do, we're going to have a little bit of a different show because... We are definitely living in a different time and a different environment, and business is done different, and there's a lot of people have a lot of questions and concerns. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been sort of compiling some of the questions that people came in the door asking. And I just thought that would kind of be neat to talk about this morning, especially having Darren in here with me because he's going to be able to add a lot to that. And as I start that ball rolling, one of the things I'm going to ask Darren is, you know, has your business, how you operate and how Colors Edge is able to, 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 to meet customers' needs, either body shop or just walk-in customers, has that changed over the past few months? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been a complete change of the way we do business uh, than we have in the past because you didn't have any, you know, you didn't have the, the virus out there, um, you know, to worry about. You just, the worst case might have been you might have caught the flu or something like that from someone coming in. And, you know, so... Um, you know, one is the, you know, the, the, you know, we, we've changed the way we obviously sanitize, clean. I mean, uh, emphasis on, on sanitization, especially throughout the company, um, throughout our customers, uh, companies and everything. It is just taken forefront, uh, to make sure that we create a safe environment for our customers, that they can feel comfortable coming into our store. We do, uh, in North Carolina, um, they do, you know, we have the, the mask uh, mandate, so we do uh, require masks to come into the store and everything like that. But, um, you know, but we want to make sure that, you know, we're able to create a safe environment for our, for our customers that come in, so our do-it-yourselfers and stuff, because just because uh, we've got the virus out there doesn't mean people stopped working on their cars and everything. So they need good quality people to talk to. So, uh, we just try to do that at first and then, um, going out and seeing our customers such as your shop and everything like that. Uh, we've, we've, you know, really trained our, our sales guys to try to, you know, one, take precautions, give our customers some of the idea, you know, some of the different things out there to help to provide services for their customers that are in accidents. Yep, we'll be back, and I've got a lot of questions for Darren that's be able to fill in a lot of blanks. Uh, again, this is a call-in show, 866-348-8784. We're back in a moment. Christian Car Guy Radio. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Once again, welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. And in the studio with me is Darren with Colors Edge. And one of the questions we are just talking about how doing business is different. And I know one of the things is that 
one of the products you're selling is is disinfectant and stuff, and that's something that I never thought I'd be buying from my paint supplier and stuff. So that's definitely changing world for sure. Yeah, we, we never thought we'd get into that field either. So, it's, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where where the industry has, has taken us to make sure that everyone's safe. Absolutely. And then one of the things that I've said to start with, I want to just talk about some of the practical stuff and some of the things that people have questions about and trends in the repair industry. And one of the things that always people will say, well, there's a difference in the estimate or getting somebody to paint a car on cost X amount and somebody else can do it for this amount. And then even when they start looking, well, I'm going to buy the material and would that save me any money? And they go, I've been online and, and on the internet, on eBay or whatever it may be. And then I have to go to the explaining the difference in paint material. So is there, I mean, is there a difference in paint other than price? Yeah, there's 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 quite a bit of difference. Um, <clears throat> most of the paint companies, you know, um, actually pretty much all the paint companies, they got different versions of their paint as far as they got, you know, premium, um, mid-tier, and then, then kind of an economy type paint. The main differences um, uh, on a lot of that is, you know, obviously the premium, we've got different shades of that same color so you know it might be a blue metallic but there could be so many different ways of of shades of that that metallic um how it looks or anything like that because i'm sure i know toyota had it with their bumpers for you know for a long time when you'd look at the car as like gold and then all of a sudden or the champagne color you remember and then if you look at their bumpers look like a totally different you know different color um paints similar to that as far as if you get a, a cheap grade paint you know, it's sometimes a lot of times it's a, it's it's kind of a, a gamble to see if it'll match or anything like that because it's not designed to be a a matched paint. You know, our economy paints are usually designed to be you know an all over. So if you're going to paint um, your car all over again or something like that or get it all one color, that's where those economy paints kind of kind of step into into play. But getting your car fixed um, at a repair shop and stuff. You know, uh, you want to make sure that they're using the premium grade of, of paint uh, to make sure that you get the best match possible because uh, they put a lot of research and development uh, in making that, uh, the paint companies do, uh, to make sure that that color is right on so they're not spending a lot of time tinting on it or anything like that. Um, and uh, and then that mid-tier is kind of a, you know, that's kind of a same thing. It's, it's, it's not as, you know, it doesn't have as much color depth um, as far as shading or anything like that to make sure to, uh, that, it, you know, that's a perfect match or a blendable match with the premium paint, but it's not, uh, but it usually matches a lot better than, than the economy and it usually has more pigmentation in it. Um, so there's, there's different little tricks that, that um, paint companies and, and stuff use to make sure to drive down the cost because, you know, it's, it's cheaper for a reason and, and usually it's because some of it is that tent load that's in there. So, um, there might be 50, 50% color tent load and the rest of it is clear binder. So when you're spraying it, it might take you, you know, two quarts to do something that one quart would have done on, in the premium line. So, um, so there's a lot of education there. And especially when you get to the clear side, you know, a lot of that has to do with UV screeners and stuff like that. When you get to the, to the more of the, the cheaper line, um, uh, paints and stuff like that. Uh, you know, usually that's, that's some of the, the product that has kind of been, um, not as potent in there, some of that. So it might, uh, let the paint start burning up as far as fading because it's not screening those UV screeners out after, you know, a couple of years, as opposed to after five or six or 10 years, depending on, uh, the premium quality and what the, what they're, what the manufacturer is stating that it'll, it'll last to, which is why, 
usually have warranties, you know, on the, on the premium paints cause they, they know what's in there, what's, what's protecting it from the, from that, you know, from the environment and everything. Um, whereas on the, on the cheaper line paints, you don't, you don't usually have that, that extensive of a warranty or anything like that. So those are just some of the, some of the differences in there, um, you know, between the different levels of paint. So I always recommend people, you know, when you're getting your car repaired or some of that, just make sure, you know, they're using a good quality premium paint and, and, you know, they'll, you'll usually like the job that they've, that that repair center has done then. Yeah. And I'll always say, I mean, the, the quality and the, the premium lines are all really will do a good job. And some have, you know, little things that they tweak in one direction that, that, that that's a, maybe a, have advantage over another, but they also, end of the day, it all works works out but if you go with the premium line you're getting something that's going to last it's going to cost you a little more but the durability the the color match and everything else is going to be so far ahead of it and then even now i know with the the new cars coming out i mean we what now i'm trying to think how long it's been we switched over to to water yeah and yeah. you know people are thinking why are you putting putting water paint on my car you know <laughs> think that that's but, but really that that's that's the top as far as the technology and stuff that's top tier and that's really what you need to have to really match some of these newer cars yeah yeah when they came out with uh water-based uh, uh the water-based paints and everything like that um you know it was it was designed for two factors obviously that's where the manufacturers were going um gives you a nice cleaner look that's why you see some of these i know back if you look at back in the mid 90s and stuff a lot of these you know cars that you see out here used to be like candy specialty custom you know, colored cars and stuff. And now you can actually achieve that with, um, you know, with the premium paints and everything because they've got that nice clean look to them. Um, and, uh, it just, you know, just kind of makes it, makes it a lot nicer paint, but two, it also makes it a healthier paint, uh, both for the technician, for the environment and everything like that. Because, uh, back when we were using solvent, you know, anywhere from 50% of, of the, of the paint, like if you're spraying a quart of paint on a car, uh, doing, you know, basically a side or a hood or something like that. Um, half of that product is evaporating into the environment and hence the pollution and everything like that. So, you know, they did a, you know, the paint companies did a really good job of, of creating and, and, and they all go different ways of, of going about it, but, uh, they get the VOCs, um, down to where the pollution ratio is, is really, really, uh, has been really cut in half, um, with people that use the, the waterborne and the, in the, uh, the water-based type paints. Yeah. It all, you know, it all comes back to just, just the technology and the, the, the stuff that's gone into it. We're about ready to go into a break, but when I come back, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put uh, Beth in on the spot when we come back from the break. Uh, we was talking about trends and questions and stuff. One of the trends that I've noticed, and Darren, you probably noticed this also, females, women coming in to the facilities to talk about getting repairs and stuff. It used to be dominated by the by the men, but now... Uh, we really have more females who walk the door percentage-wise than we do males. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show, and I tell you what, 
Truth Network. There's so much truth coming at you all along on the Truth Network. This afternoon at 1 Eastern Time, The Cure with Amy Carbo. This program offers a platform for everyone, for hope for everyone. Amy and The Cure this afternoon at 1 Eastern on the Truth Network. And I'll tell you what, Amy's got a story, and she's used what some people call tragedy to turn into her platform to be her story, to be able to reach other people. So if you get a chance, 1 o'clock this afternoon, turn to the truth and listen to The Cure. Well, Darren, as I was just talking about the different trends in in repair facilities and the way business is done, and we're going to talk about a lot of different little things, going to just sort of do some bullet points and hit on them. One of the trends that I've noticed over the last, especially the last 10 years, it seems that it used to be a time when I first got into this business and stuff and grew up in it, it was always the guys that were coming through the door talking about dropping a car off, about what needs to be done for the repairs, and also just the, the facilities really weren't set up to cater to the females. I mean, it was just, just, just the way it was, and it was accepted that way. But over, I don't know what everybody else's business looks like, but I know at Ray's Body Shop and Record Service now, we're probably, you know, we're over, I'm going to say it's about a 60 to 40, 65, 40, 35, something like that ratio of females coming through the doors to get the original estimates to talk about the repairs. Usually after, at some point, the husband or the males will come in and, and or call and question some of the stuff and then they're usually there when it gets picked up and stuff. But that used to be something that we never saw in our industry and stuff. And so this morning when I came in, first thing I said, I said, Bethany, I'm going to put you on the spot. I said, I'm going to ask you, as a female, yeah. what are those concerns and what 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 would be the turnoff? And did do you see that change in the, the industry? And it's not just the automotive industry. It seems to be a lot of industry. You mean where ladies are coming in as opposed to where you saw guys all the time? Absolutely. And and I don't know if I'm like the best barometer for this only because, you know, I'm single. You know, I've I've never been married, so I I've always been the one to 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 do this. But I can almost feel the difference as the consumer, uh, Jerry, that you're talking in that they I do feel like businesses are acknowledging that half of their business is male and half of their business or nearly half is is female. But what, at least when it comes to automotive or categories that I feel I have, which is a lot, no real knowledge in, no wisdom, you know, you always seek wisdom um, from others. So, you know, when I first came back uh, to North Carolina, I had to to take uh, my car for something. And who did I ask? I asked the Christian car guy. And so, you know, Robbie gave me a couple of options. And um, I think once I go into a place as a consumer, it's almost like when you were taking your daughter Taylor to school and you wanted to make sure that she had somebody she felt comfortable with, knew who she was. Um, it's you almost instantly can feel that they are they want to know more about you they want to solve your problems uh, and there's a trust that begins the seed is planted from the very beginning so I, I, I feel as as a woman and normally you know we come in now because of the internet pretty um, knowledgeable as much as we can be about a purchase or a repair or whatever it is so we kind of 
have questions ready and if they, you know, take time and answer the questions or they don't know the answer and they're honest, immediately it's sort of like a trust. And then it's, for me, not so much the cost. I'll pay whatever you tell me to pay because I trust you. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And, and, and as you said, coming in kind of prepared. And that's what we're seeing now in the industry is people are coming in and they do have questions. And I think that's sort of one of the things that I think as a, as a female and also as a male, if you go in and you have those questions and the people sitting across from you either don't take your questions seriously or don't feel they have the time to answer them and meet your needs, and it doesn't matter if female, male, age or anything that ought to be a red flag you know i mean and and i'm saying that but also i'm gonna say this also that there's times when you're just really busy and you think back oh, i probably didn't didn't give them the time i should have and stuff because I've, I've had that happen where i go you know what i probably didn't really answer their questions and, and because the phone would be ringing or somebody else is standing there but really you know i think people read into that and see that the reason why you did it is either because you're really busy or because you just don't care and there's a big difference there it's the same thing there when people come to the counter maybe somebody just off the street has a question that you're not going to sell them anything but you know what yeah you still you still want to you know um you still want to take care of them you still want to answer their questions and uh yeah uh, you know you can usually tell if someone's you know if there's a you know if 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 the sh- if the store or the shop or anything is is just super busy, you know, usually you can that has a different you know vibe, I guess, you know, usually to most people. So they 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 can usually tell, okay, yeah, they're just a really extremely busy right now, and we all have bad days, so you know, but uh, we try to limit those and and be able to you know because in at the end of the day we're we're all in customer service, um, trying to make sure that. The customers taking care of making sure that they're happy with uh, whatever questions they might have um, or with any repairs that they have and we've seen with women and everything uh, we've seen a lot just entering into our industry in general uh, being painters technicians um, there's all female body shops um, that you know that are out there um, you know it's 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 been actually uh, encouraging to kind of see a new uh, kind of a new wave of uh, consumer and um, uh, uh, technicians, you know, kind of, kind of coming into our into our workplace. I think. Yep, absolutely, and, and that's why I really wanted to get Beth Ann's take on that because it is it's it, it makes you feel very. I know that as a female, there probably has to be times you walk into somewhere and you feel like, are they going to just patronize me for coming here? Are they really going to take what I'm saying seriously? Are they going to try to? Because everybody hears the stories. If a female comes in, they're going to try to upsell you. They're going to sell you something you don't want or and think I don't know any better. And, and, you know, really, that's where you kind of try to find out about your people. And, you know, I don't think I even mind the upsell. I, I, don't, I don't mind that at all. Uh, be, but it's just if they're really sharing something with me that, you know, I, ne- I should know about or be aware of, you know, and maybe I'm not in the need for whatever it is at that moment. But if I trust you, and I think long range, you just have my well-being really at the heart of it, and you care, you know, who knows? You know, I might do that next time. Or does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of times the upsell is, you know, if you're going to do that, you need to make sure that there's there's a basis for that. And it really is a need instead of just, you know what, I just, you know, that's part of what I'm getting pressure from, 
from my company to upsell everything or try to sell something. They, you know, okay, you come in for this. You need shocks also. And you don't really just need two tires. You need four because it's, you know, there, there's a lot of that stuff that can get, um, it, it can really confuse you. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think it goes back to what I said very beginning of this show is mm-hmm. find somebody that you, you can trust. trust. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know what? If, if somebody's going to come to me and does it in trust, and if they question what I'm telling them, I want them to. If they don't feel comfortable with it, say no. If they want to go ask somebody else and talk to somebody else, get another opinion, please do it. Because end of the day, want to do the best job oh. I can do for a customer that walks through our door. You know, and we feel that, you know, whether and sometimes I'm on the other side and I'm not the consumer. So I just think it is a relationship, and it's a, it's a, it's a very nice, honest, um, authentic, transparent back and forth. Yeah, and that's what, you know what, that's really what we're, you know, all the grief and stuff we live in and stuff, sometimes we can make things a lot easier on ourselves. Find somebody you trust and then talk to them openly. I mean, there's no, there's no stupid question. And talking about questions, I'm, as I said, I promised you, there was going to be some questions that those past few weeks people have walked in the door. And I'm going to throw out the very first one before we go on the next break. Is this a good time to get my car repaired, and is it safe to do so? That I was amazed how many people walked through the door and asked that question. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, and and you know the answer is yes. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's a it's still a good time to you know to get your car repaired. Um, all the shops that that we deal with um, that I've you know that that. I know of and everything like that have, have gone far and above, um, making sure that, you know, they're using the disinfectants. I mean, all the different technologies out there to help create a safe environment for both the workers. Cause you gotta, you know, figure, you know, when you're bringing your car in, they don't know where you're, you know, where you're coming from or anything and, you know, and for them. Yeah, because one of the things we do, we disinfect the vehicle when it's dropped off, wipe it down all the high-use areas, and when they pick it up, the final cleanup has been disinfected. And also in the building and facilities, continually keeping things clean and disinfected and stuff. We'll be coming back, Christian Cargill Radio. Enjoy having you this morning. Don't forget it is a call-in show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. All right, Darren and Bethany, y'all ready? We're ready. We're ready. Okay, going back to the questions, another question that kept popping up that people were asking is one that's been asked for years and years. Whenever you're in a traffic accident, Mm. And the insurance company tells you how you find out that the carrier that you have is also the carrier of the person that was involved in the traffic accident with you. And the first thing they want to do and say is to speed up the claim, the best thing to do is to just go ahead and you let us cover yours under your insurance and theirs under their insurance. It'll make the claim go a lot quicker and it'll be a lot smoother. Is that a good idea? Somebody this week in the office with that question, my answer is no. Yeah, I I would never. Yeah, that's because yeah, that would, you know, if, if it's not your fault or anything like that, then you don't want it on your insurance company taking care of it. Because uh, even though they're covered the same same thing, 
you know, I, I haven't seen where it, it hampers the, the process at all. Yeah, and, and also the other piece of that is you have that point there, and a lot of times because they were explained how they, it was under the state average and wouldn't have a claim, but that's sort of a power of judgment thing also. It just sort of hangs there for three years. Ooh, yeah. in another pick up either a traffic viol- moving violation or another accident, and it comes back and picks that up. So, And I understand the insurance company's view on it because one thing, they basically try to keep from having anybody mad or taking a side, so they're trying to retain customers. So I understand that. But, yeah, if it's somebody else's fault, it doesn't matter if the same insurance company or even if it's another insurance company. And they'll always, sometimes you're, you know, you'll get advice to just go ahead and turn it on your collision insurance, and then they'll segregate it. Well, there's a lot of issues with that. Whenever you can turn it on another claim, if somebody's at fault, Go ahead and do it. It's going to save you a lot of aggravation. And at the end of the day, it'll save you time also. Exactly. Another question is, we're talking about insurance. When do I decide to drop my collision insurance? That is a, over the course of time, that has changed a lot. Because now, with the vehicle, the repair cost is so high. It used to be where you'd say, you know, after a car gets seven or eight years old, I'll drop my collision. But now with the repair cost on a vehicle, I'm more apt saying you know keep that a lot longer than normal and talk to have an agent that you can talk to that's why i like having a sit down agent you can go sit at a desk and talk to them yeah because you know what if you have the, some cars i mean it can be something very minor and cost you thousands of dollars i mean some of the european cars and also some of the u.s cars now just just take a headlight for instance oh, it's so expensive it unreal i mean we it's just, like fifteen hundred dollars oh, you wish uh we just put <laughs> a really? headlight yeah oh. we put a headlight in a bmw uh, a week or so ago that was uh sixty eight hundred dollars because of the the radar in it and uh all oh, the, yeah. the, the lane change and all this stuff a taillight on a ford the new fords also has this the, the, the radar in it to, to let you know where you know changing lanes and all that stuff it has that built into the taillight you know that taillight just a taillight that you used to be able to buy for less than a hundred dollars now is i think it's like nine hundred dollars for for that on some of the fords yeah. mm-hmm. so all of a sudden you got to mm-hmm. weigh all that stuff out so yeah. when you know you may want to keep that a little longer than normal and then the other thing is you wish yeah yeah <laughs> i was just thinking about that mine was 1500 but i yeah, didn't have a bmw but it is prices now there's no rhyme or reason on some of the pricing so you gotta gotta know that yeah uh, then also my vehicle was in an accident mm-hmm. the insurance company total lost it and deemed it a total loss should i buy that vehicle back that's a question i'm asking okay yeah darren drew and what i mean <laughs> depends Beth on Ann, what would you do I would not buy it back because I know it was an accident. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but that's, you know, that's me being naive. I would probably ask somebody. Yeah, that's, I would probably ask my insurance guy. Yeah. yeah I, and I would actually talk with the, the body shop manager mm-hmm. and kind of see, because there's different ways that they total your car too. So if a lot of the safety systems went off as far as the airbags or anything, that counts against uh, the, the repair claim. You know, there might not really be much wrong with your car except for that. And so it might be worth maybe going buying it back and 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 having it repaired um, and having a nice car that's only that really doesn't have a whole lot of damage to it technically. Well, I'm gonna say Beth Ann's right, Drew. Uh, uh, Darren is right because of 
a lot of times I'll say you don't want to buy one back because there's a lot of issues with that one. It has it's tagged as a total loss from that point on on the title. So the value drops. If you want to mm-hmm. buy it back and try to sell it in a few years, the value is nothing on the vehicle, unfortunately. But the other part is I think Darren really hit the nail on the head that I always say is talk to the body shop. Go over the estimate and see because now with new vehicles, there's so much technology and mm. so much electronics and stuff. When any estimate is written, they write it on what you can physically see. And hidden damage is what is a, is a big, big word in the repair industry because of its damage that they can't physically see or know. If the car's not running, they don't know if the, if the modules are bad or blown out also. They don't know if the computer got fried during the accident. So you could have a vehicle and say, okay, it's got $7,000 damage on it. I can buy it back for $1,000, and they're going to give me $8,000. So I'm going to have an extra $1,000. I'm going to buy it back and fix it for the seven. The reality is it's probably not going to be that $7,000 because all the hidden damage. And now with, uh, as as the other week, uh, Ford called, talked about the new Bronco and stuff, and all the... All the technology is in that car that just got released. When you write an estimate on it, you have no clue till it gets so far down the road to when you can start running the diagnostics on it and know if there is internal damage on the computer and that type of stuff. So all of a sudden, what you think maybe cost you $7,000, it's going to cost you $11,000. Yeah. And that's not unusual because every estimate written by anyone used to be in the old days. You could pretty well look at a vehicle and know what kind of damage because the computers weren't as sophisticated. There wasn't as many uh, 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 gadgets on a vehicle and stuff. So you pretty much know what a repair cost is going to be. Now there's so much of that stuff that's hidden that you don't know about. And also just a bumper. I mean, a bumper can have 20 components on it. Yeah. It used to be if a bumper damage, you knew it needed a bumper. But now with the inner structure, the, the absorber, the rebar, the shocks on it, the brackets, the retainers on it, all of a sudden those costs are things you don't really see. And so most of the time those are left off of the estimate. Yep. You know, it's almost like a house. Like you buy a money pit. <laughs> you, you buy something that looks so beautiful. Look at that crown molding. But behind the walls, you don't know until you have to keep paying you, for you stuff. pull it off right. and you look and right. see what you have there. <laughs> Okay, and then the other thing, we talked about that, Darren. What's the difference between estimates? I mean, everybody who goes, we're about to wind down. I have so many questions here. But yeah. when you do an estimate and somebody comes in and says, well, I've got an estimate. It's, it's X amount of dollars here, X amount there. My insurance company told me it was this much, and you're telling me it's this much. A shop I went to two miles away told me this much. And they're all different figures. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, an estimate is just that. It's an estimate. It's based on the, the person's um, ability to see kind of what is what is involved, uh, what all kind of damage he can see um, in a brief amount of time. They're not, you know, a lot of times some companies, if they're actually doing the repair, they'll break it all down and, and, and get a one repair sheet estimate after the fact. But just going out, getting an estimate, yeah, you're going to have a, a range of of um, of numbers because of that fact. It's just everyone is subjective to different things that they see, and um, so you'll 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 kind of get into that a little bit. A great show this morning. Enjoyed having Darren with us this morning. Uh, Beth Ann, I appreciate you uh, being part of the show and all the work you put on the other side of that glass to make it happen. Thank you so much. It's fun. Again, Rob, you hope you have a great trip. And this weekend. 
I encourage you, get into church. If it's online or whatever it may be, don't miss that opportunity and use whatever your platform is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christian Car Guy Radio enjoyed having you this morning. Darren, have a safe trip back to Burlington. Right, thank you. listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.